It's Friday, July 1st. I'm Pam Jones. Baltimore Ravens linebacker Jalen Ferguson's death was the result of illicit drugs, according to the state medical examiner. Maryland public schools must stop using restraint and seclusion to manage students' unwanted behavior. One Maryland gubernatorial candidate gets a surprise endorsement from a local leader. According to a WIPR election poll with Goucher College and the Baltimore Banner, Republicans and Democrats are concerned about election integrity, but their reasons differ. And our education reporter tells us what some Maryland colleges hope to gain by getting rid of the SAT and ACT tests. It's the Daily Dose from WIPR, our latest reporting on Maryland's COVID-19 response and the local news of the day, made possible by GBMC Healthcare. Maryland public schools can no longer confine students to a room alone as a means to control behavior under a new law that went into effect today. The law also bars school districts across the state from using physical restraints on students. This law is the result of a federal investigation that found that school districts across Maryland excessively used physical restraint and seclusion on students, especially those with special needs. Seclusion is still allowed in private schools, but the person using seclusion must be a licensed health care practitioner, and schools are required to report if a student is secluded 10 or more times. Under the new law, the State Department of Education must develop an accountability system to ensure schools' compliance. Baltimore Ravens linebacker Jalen Ferguson died last week from the combined effects of fentanyl and cocaine, a medical examiner said on Friday after his autopsy. Ferguson's death was an accident, officials said. The 26-year-old father of three was found unresponsive by a friend in North Baltimore in late June. Baltimore police said Ferguson told a friend he had taken Xanax while suffering from depression. Ferguson recently lost his grandmother in a fire but saved his children from the blaze. After saying repeatedly he would not make an endorsement in the Democratic gubernatorial race, Baltimore County Executive Johnny Olszewski today is throwing his support behind former U.S. Labor Secretary Tom Perez. WIPR's John Lee reports. Olszewski says he and Perez have connected over issues like building schools and the need for regional transportation and in a shared personal history. I've gotten to know just how much of a similar Uh, both working-class upbringing Tom and I share uh, and what that means in terms of not forgetting where you come from. Oshevsky's endorsement could help Perez in Maryland's third most populous county. Perez says it's a critical battleground in the primary. Voters in Baltimore County are going to have a major say, and Baltimore City for that matter, a major say in who becomes the next governor. A Goucher College poll conducted in partnership with WYPR and the Baltimore Banner has Perez in a three-way race with controller Peter Francho and author Wes Moore. John Lee, WYPR News. Maryland gas tax takes effect this weekend, meaning drivers will pay seven cents more per gallon at the pump. The average price per gallon across the state is four seventy-seven, up from three dollars about a year ago. The tax increase is the third highest gas tax in the nation, behind Pennsylvania, California, and Washington. A new Goucher College poll conducted in partnership with WIPR and the Baltimore Banner found a large majority of both Democrats and Republicans said democracy and the rule of law in the U.S. 
are under threat. WIPR's Rachel Bay with that story. Democrats like Mark Israel of Montgomery County are concerned because of the events at the Capitol on January 6th. You had an attempt to, by violence and murder, have a coup and install an unelected autocrat. That's a pretty serious threat. According to the poll, 81% of Democrats share Israel's view that the events of January 6th were an insurrection and an attack on democracy. Only 17% of Republicans agreed. For Republicans, the bigger threat is to elections. I don't trust our voting system as much as I used to. Kim Mallory is a registered Republican in Queen Anne's County. What I'm hearing back from the news is that there's incorrect counting and incorrect numbers. It makes you think, well, is my vote actually being counted correctly in my town? Still, she was among the majority of Republicans who expressed confidence that Maryland's elections this year will be conducted fairly and accurately. But 41% of Republicans did not share her confidence. Among those lacking confidence is Brent Bailey, a Republican in Charles County. Bailey said he has worked in nursing homes and other congregate living facilities. Where the staff coach people, where they take them to the polls, and you don't know what happens from that point. He is also worried about lax security around ballots and voting machines. There is no evidence that Maryland's voting machines are unsecure, and voter fraud is exceedingly rare. Despite this, more than half of Republicans polled said President Joe Biden only won the 2020 election due to voter fraud. Beliefs about voter fraud are among the reasons Sean Kennedy, a Democrat in Baltimore City, is worried about democracy. There has been an ongoing effort to discredit the results of elections before they happen with the obvious goal of bypassing the results of a free and fair election if the results don't go the way certain people want it to go. Kennedy said he is also worried about efforts to make it harder for certain groups of people to vote. Of course, there are some concerns that weren't captured by the poll data. Social media has had a detrimental impact on democracy and on people's thinking as a whole. Sabino Epicino, a registered Republican in Prince George's County, criticized the echo chambers created by social media sites as well as those that exist outside social media. My parents spend the vast majority of their day watching Fox News all day long. And Fox News is not always the most accurate source of information. But if that's all the information you're getting, then you think that that's correct. Peter, a Republican in Harford County, is concerned about another risk to democracy, infringements on individual rights. Peter did not want to use his last name because he said he works for a defense contractor and could get in trouble for speaking with a reporter. I don't think it's right taking away some of our rights that are given to us by the uh, Constitution. It's one of our rights to bear arms. Peter is also worried about the potential loss of women's right to an abortion after last week's Supreme Court ruling overturning Roe v. Wade. Nobody should be told what they can and can't do with their body. Like we're going back. We're going way back. Like people control people. Uh, that's not good. That's Dave, who also asked that his last name not be used, a Democrat in Baltimore County. He said he worries about the loss of rights for his wife and three daughters. According to the poll results, the vast majority of both Democrats and Republicans in Maryland said abortion should remain legal at least some of the time.
Rachel Bay, WYPR News. SAT and ACT test scores are no longer required for admission to institutions in the University System of Maryland. USM leadership hopes the policy change will remove barriers and increase diversity on campuses. WIPR Shekana Collier has more. All 12 institutions in the University System of Maryland have the power to adopt a test-optional admissions process for incoming students. After the Board of Regents voted 11 to 2 to drop the test as an admissions requirement last month. Okay, we'll call for a vote. Thank you, Madam Chair. Uh, we'd like to hear a motion to approve the proposed amendments to the USM policy on undergraduate admissions. Second. Second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? Aye. And any abstentions? Okay, the vote carries. Dr. Joanne Bogman, Senior Vice Chancellor for Academics and Student Affairs for USM, proposed the amendment for the system's admissions policy. She said the COVID-19 pandemic and the national shift towards test-optional admissions processes played a role in her initiating the policy change. In 2020, the University System of Maryland suspended test score requirements due to the pandemic forcing exam sessions to be canceled. Over the course of two years, Dr. Bogman said admissions offices found that GPAs are a better indicator of success than standardized test scores and said that those tests are often biased and they want to give a broader range of students an opportunity to succeed. It's been known for some time that these standardized tests do have some built-in biases. Those biases tend to create barriers uh, for students who are first-generation, uh, low-income, English as a second language, or those that might not have had some of the advanced placement scores from their high schools. And we believe that these students have a great deal of potential. Outgoing president of the University of Maryland, Baltimore County, Freeman Hrabowski III, is in favor of the test optional model, but highlighted the importance of finding ways to help students succeed on standardized tests because it's necessary for many professional schools and careers. Dr. Yvette Mosey-Ross, Vice Provost for Enrollment Management and Planning at the University of Maryland, Baltimore County, shares the sentiment. As we prepare our students to go into graduate and professional programs that are still relying on these standardized tests, it will be imperative that we make sure that we're doing what we can do to properly prepare them for that. During the Board of Regents meeting, Regent Andy Schmerich was among some members who raised concerns with removing scores from Maryland's college admissions process. One of the benefits of a test like the SAT or ACT is that it can help identify false negatives. Students who the other metrics say probably aren't ready. Schmerich said some students' test scores could strengthen their applications and is worried that other metrics such as letters of recommendations and high-profile internships could also be biased. Bogman agrees and added, Any student who wishes to take one of the standardized tests may do so, and we would encourage students to do that, as a matter of fact. Then if their score is a good score, we would encourage them to include it, even if they are applying to a campus that has test optional. Accepted students will continue to take placement exams after admissions to ensure they are placed in the correct course level. 
Bogman said the goal is to create a comprehensive admissions process that prepares students for success. Maryland universities will stay test optional until 2026. They plan to collect data to measure success of the policy change and reevaluate their decision. I'm Jakana Collier, WIPR News. We cover the news of the day here on The Daily Dose, but it's also a platform for listeners like you. Got a thought or a story you want to share about life in the era of coronavirus? Leave us a voicemail to play on an upcoming episode. The number 410-235-6060. We're always happy to hear from you, and we'll be here for you again on next Wednesday. So enjoy the long holiday weekend. The Daily Dose is brought to you by WIPR, made possible by GBMC Healthcare. Many thanks to my news team colleagues, Rachel Bay, Jakina Collier, Bethany Brunel-Raja, John Lee, Joel McCord, and Kristen Mossbrucker. Our general manager is LaFontaine Oliver. The executive editor of The Daily Dose is Danielle Irby. If you have a scoop or suggestion for this podcast, my social media hangout is Twitter, at That's Pam Jones. Remember to be courageous and stay curious. I'm Pam Jones. Thanks for listening.